Broadcasting from Singapore and broadcasting all around the world. You're listening to the Ignite EdTech Podcast with Craig Kemp, created by an educator for educators and streaming to the world. Now, over to your host, Craig Kemp. Hello and welcome to episode 78 of the Ignite EdTech Podcast. I'm your host, Craig Kemp, and I'm thrilled to have you join us. As most of you know, I continue to work with the incredibly talented Mark Quinn to improve the final audio quality of this podcast. He has his own podcast production studio that provides editing and mastering services to content creators. To connect with Mark, please see the details in the podcast notes below. Last week, I asked you about your goals for the year ahead. Here are some of my favorite thoughts that were shared. Check out the social streams for more. Sam from here in Singapore, said that his goal for 2022 was to be more engaged in his own professional learning and growth. Anita from Australia shared that her goal for 2022 was to have a better work-life balance and invest more time at home. And Mohammed from Indonesia let us know that his goal for 2022 was to listen more and talk less with his interactions both in class and in meetings. Thank you to everyone who shared their thoughts for the year ahead. This week, I wanted to ask about how you plan on actioning your goals for 2022. It's one thing setting goals, but moving from an idea or aspirational thought to action is challenging. How are you making sure you follow through and make it a reality? Please share with us via our Ignite EdTech social streams. I look forward to hearing your responses soon. A tool that has positively impacted the authentic and purposeful use of technology into classrooms and meeting rooms that I have worked in is Whirly EDU. Whirly EDU is the ultimate app for all music teachers and teachers that integrate music into their classrooms. Whirly EDU recommends the program as part of a special education and music therapy program as well. I love Whirly EDU's culturally relevant content, which makes it easy to implement a fun and effective music program. Almost all kids love music, and since it's inherently collaborative, it lends itself extremely well to teaching critical life skills, such as emotional recognition, pattern recognition, impulse control, adaptability, collaboration, listening, communication, problem solving, empathy, critical and creative thinking, and much more. Teachers could start using Whirly EDU by introducing students to the program. During these intro sessions, students could play around with the app in class while the teacher makes sure that everyone knows how to record and submit their assignments and how to view their feedback. Afterwards, teachers can select the lesson plans and music they want to use and create assignments. Students complete those assignments, send back recordings to teachers who can then assess student progress via both feedback and grades. I highly recommend that you take a look at the link in the description below. This week, I wanted to talk about critical tech skills that all students need to be successful in the world we live in now and the world that they will lead in in the future. I have two favourite types of data sources to support the integration of tech skills into a holistic school strategic tech plan. One is internal data, the other is external data. It might seem simple, but often we ask our internal people questions in schools, but forget to think about and look at what global data is telling us. External data can help us see trends, 
support global outlooks, and be better at integrating technology to support the needs of our students for their futures. One of my favorite sources of external data to help inform decision-making in schools is the World Economic Forum's Future of Jobs report, as previously mentioned on this podcast. The Future of Jobs report is something that the World Economic Forum produces regularly, with the last data shared in December of 2020. With a simple Google, you'll see the top 10 skills our learners need to be successful in 2025. I've also included the link in the podcast notes below. One activity I encourage you to do is to look at the list and ask yourself, how many of these skills do I explicitly teach? How many of these skills are integrated into my classroom? And even more importantly, into the education of your parent community and professional learning opportunities for your team. As we think about taking learning to the next level and supporting learners in this post-pandemic world we're striving to enter, then we need to be future-focused and use internal and external data to inform our decision-making. Too many schools that I have conversations with are still saying, this is the way we've done things, and we've used this tool or platform for years. It's time to forget about that, try new things, push boundaries, look at what's out there, and start looking at how you can support the growth of all learners in your organization. What are you doing to be better and to push learning boundaries with the future in mind? I'd love to hear from you to learn more about the skills you feel are necessary for our learners and how you're integrating these into your classroom or school. Please reach out with your ideas and thoughts. Every week, I bring you a short interview with some of my edu heroes, an engaging learning experience with someone who makes a difference in education every day, with a particular focus or angle towards educational technology. This week, I had the pleasure of chatting with Ryan Passard. Let's have a listen to the chat. Today, I have the honor of speaking with Ryan Passard, who you may know is at RyanPassard23 on Twitter. Ryan and I have been connected for a long time now, and I'm constantly inspired by his leadership and drive to thrive. Ryan is the Director of IT and Innovation at ISC Brazil and is based in Curitiba, Brazil. He is equity-focused, believes in design thinking, is a Google-certified trainer, and loves connecting and growing with his professional learning network. Ryan, it's a pleasure to have you on the show today. Are you ready to talk about education and technology integration? Absolutely. Thank you so much, Craig, for having me. And, you know, you said you've been inspired by me, but all the work that you're doing recently with EduSpark is just a huge congratulations. I know the kind of work it takes as an entrepreneur and uh, behind you 110%, wish you nothing but success. Appreciate that, Ryan. Thank you so much, mate. Let's go. Why don't you start by telling us a little bit about your current role and what inspires you to do what you do? Sure. Thank you. So as one can imagine, as a director of IT and innovation, uh, I've kind of got two hats that I wear. I, I spend some time with my IT team and managing our, our networks and our hardware, our software, uh, our systems and, and integrations along those lines, uh, you know, applications and, and ed tech apps. And I've got a great team that I work with who help me out there. And really, they're the experts that I tend to lean on. Uh, it's really interesting, Craig, because I know some directors of IT, they come into these roles and they've had 10, 15 years of, of IT and, and maybe some network backbone infrastructure experience. When I came into the role here at ISC, and this is my fourth year now, during the interview process, I let, I let my interview team know when I was going through the process that, you know, I'm not one of those guys, but 
uh, I've learned a lot along the way and you know I'm I'm a I'm a learning leader and they said to me that's perfect because we got a bunch of resumes that look like that and threw them out and we want an educational leader to lead our school and uh, so I've really get where the where the juices get flowing is when I get to spend time on the innovation side you know I had the opportunity when I came here to uh, hire a design teacher which was the first one we ever hired and be involved in a process of, of building a, uh, a design and innovation center or someone call a makerspace. Um, and I'm working with an architect now uh, who works with our school to look at a potential second space for high school and, and grow the program. I had the opportunity to go out to Stanford and get design thinking trained and bring that back to the school and launch that, push into classes for digital citizenship, help out with policy. Um, and, you know, right now I'm working with kind of an IB working group where we're looking at assessment um, and so that innovation hat really lets me spread my wings at the school and, and dip my fingers into a lot of things and, and have some, some great influence and conversations that are impacting our kids. Now, you asked me what, it, what inspires me to do what I do. Well, it, it always starts with students. Like, I think, you know, I'm a teacher first. That's where I always start. Um, I started, you know, I was in the classroom 10 years before I moved into educational leadership. And so it's, it's all about the kids and, and how we can make these experiences more authentic and bring in innovation for them. And of course, connecting with teachers and, and having the opportunity to work with them as well. And for me, I, I just love new challenges and, and growth opportunities. So any, any chance I have to, to grow, I'm always, I'm always looking forward and, and looking for what I can bring back to the school and, and help the school grow as well. Yeah, and you, you've done a lot of that recently too. You were recently in the role of interim head of school and yeah. and you've told me a little bit already about that experience and the amazing things uh, that that opportunity has given you. Tell us a little bit about that experience in that role. What did you learn as the interim head of school? Sure. Thank you for uh, for mentioning that. And it's, it's nice to have a, a little bit of an opportunity uh, prior with you to, to talk about that one-on-one -on -one and, and to share now. Uh, you know, it was obviously not something I was expecting when I walked into to the last school year. Uh, things were in a very good place. Uh, we were, we, you know, we were in the midst of pandemic, but we had a very good virtual learning program that uh, our team was running and, and people felt good about, you know, the situation we were in. Um, but unfortunately, uh, the board made a decision and, and our head of school was, was walked out. Uh, and on Friday, November 13th, I'll never forget the date. And I got a phone call from the board and they asked me, they said, you know, we want you to unanimously take over and be our interim head of school and, until our new head walks in. They had already chosen, gone through a process and chosen a new head of school who's currently with us now. And he was arriving in, in July. Uh, so I took over for about 10 months um, and I, I said, yes, uh, I, I kind of knew what I was getting into, but I didn't quite know what I was getting into. And amidst that 10 months, Brazil ended up being the worst country in the world for COVID uh, for a period of time during my tenure as interim head of school. So there, there was a lot of learning initially. I mean, one, it was it was about healing the community because someone had been walked out. Um, obviously, it was a very uh, delicate situation and, 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 and uh, certain things could not be said and only very bare, bare minimal of information could be shared with the community. So you're trying to come in as an interim head of school and, and rebuild trust with an entire community. There was, a, there was a lot of learning for me in that in terms of just 
constant communication um, and making myself available for, for the entire community, you know, and trying to rebuild that that trust. And I think at the same time, trying to keep teaching and learning going, because that's the core of what any school does. Um, so we didn't want the focus to be on, you know, this, this situation. We wanted the tension and, and the focus to come back to the kids. Um, and, and we were always trying to do that. Um, I, I think, you know, there's kind of, there's three words that come to mind for me when I, when I think about that, that 10 month period. And that's, that's trust, that's relationships, that's communication. We, we know the foundation of everything in, in, in leadership and, or, you know, whether you're in the classroom or, or, or any type of role in the school, really, even on the operations side is just building trust. I mean, it, it's such a, uh, important topic that Stephen Covey wrote an entire book on it, you know, and we hear Simon Sinek and Brene Brown talk about that uh, that topic all the time. And I think with trust comes building those relationships, of course, and then just being a good communicator. My my communication skills really flourished throughout that experience because I was just doing so much of it. Um, so, you know, there, there were some really great things, I think, to come out for the school, but also for me personally in terms of just building my own repertoire of skills. Yeah, it's it's amazing, mate. It's good, cool to see the journey that you've been on and the progress that you've made, and you know the the work that's been done to get to where you are uh, as a school leader as well. And and obviously you've got some big next steps. Uh, I'm curious to hear what are your next big goals in your career? What do you want to do or achieve that you haven't been able to do yet? Yeah, thanks for asking. You know, I I always felt like. I might want to be ahead of school at some point of time. And I, I think uh, as trying as the situation was, I still have that as a goal in mind. Uh, I'm not sure about a timeline yet. I haven't really pegged one yet for it, but I, I think based on that experience I, I, and, and the skill set that I've built, I really feel like that is a goal of mine at some point in the future. I'm, I'm in a good place right now. I'm, I'm still learning. Uh, our new head of school who's come in, uh, Dr. DeRoche uh, from Stanford American is a, is a veteran head of school. So it's a good opportunity for me to continue to learn from him. Uh, and, and we'll see, you know, how things unfold down the road, but it's definitely something I've got my, my sight set on. The other thing that I, I recently started was my doctorate in educational leadership through the University of Western Ontario. And so that that's been great. I just finished my first course, so that was that was that was a nice experience to get back into academia. And it's it's a little bit of an interesting story that I'll share how I really jumped into it. I've been thinking about doing my my EdD for quite some time, uh, but um, you know when when we when the march on uh, I should say the siege on Capitol Hill happened on on January sixth, that really kind of spurred me to take some action. You know, you you mentioned that I'm equity focused, and I I do I do tweet a lot and put out on LinkedIn a, a lot about these topics. And that really that really that 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 situation really shook me uh, to go back and educate myself. So I'm I'm looking at uh, as I as I take on my my ed I'm looking at focusing in on equity work and equity and DEIJ work in, in schools and, and how leadership teams can better prepare themselves to do this work in schools and why it matters. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think the, the work that you've done in that space uh, has really shone through uh, in your sharing on social and your conversations that you're having with people and obviously the work you did as an interim head of school as well. Uh, and it's exciting to see and hear um, all of the the 
outcomes that are starting to to come out of that work and I look forward to seeing what comes next as well because I know um, there are going to be big things and I'm excited to follow along with that. There absolutely are a few things on the horizon so you'll have to look out uh, coming soon. (laughs) Awesome yeah really excited mate can't wait to see that. Let's jump into some quick fire questions the first thing that comes to your head and, and maybe a little why what is your hashtag one word for 2022? I think for 2022, it's it's going to be team. Uh, for me, you know, I I, I love uh, I've got my my IT team, I've got a leadership team, I've got a design team that I work with, and just working with them and, and keeping them focused on what our goals are. Uh, we're at exciting time as we're just coming uh, coming out with our new strategic plan for the next three years. So I, I think being able to work with these teams as you roll into you know in twenty twenty two, it's it's going to be a very exciting time for our school. Yeah, amazing. What's your favorite EdTech book or resource, Ryan? Hmm, well, you know, an oldie but a goodie for me that I will recommend to people who are uh, looking to explore the word innovation and what it means for their school or looking to, to rethink innovation is The Innovator's Mindset by George Kuros. I know it's a, it's a little bit of an, an oldie, but I, I think there's a lot of gems in there when it has to do with innovation. Now, a great resource that that I helped start was a uh, Brazilian uh, 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 director of innovation, director of IT group. And that's been a godsend as I've been in this role the last four years. So there's about 10 of us at international schools in Brazil, and we just share resources in this WhatsApp group or ask questions or, uh, you know, looking to source uh, new hardware or software. And it's, it's just been invaluable to build that professional learning network. Yeah, that's really cool. I agree with those small micro uh, networks. We did the same thing in Singapore and it was one of the best learning experiences uh, that I could have asked for. Uh, So well done on that. What's your go-to EdTech tool that the listeners should be trying? Uh, One of my favorites that I like to recommend to teachers is Wakelet. Um, I'm sure it's been mentioned before. I know it's been around a little bit, but I, I just love uh, it, 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 I just love it as a curation tool for students and, and for teachers. And I love that they keep expanding on what it can do. Um, and so that's really been a neat one for us throughout the pandemic. And the other one, which is a classic, which helped us a lot, was Flipgrid. I know you mentioned one. I'm throwing in two here. But Flipgrid was another one that are, are just just seemed to be such a, a great tool for our teachers throughout the pandemic as well and as we come back face-to-face. Brilliant. And what's one daily habit or practice that helps you enjoy progress and succeed in your career Ryan. yeah it's uh it's exercise i i like to lift weights uh and i try and get to the gym about six days a week uh put about an hour yeah so i put about six hours in a week i i really enjoy it um i started lifting weights when i was about 20 years old and uh, i'm now 45 so i'm still at it 25 years later and i find it's just it lets me de-stress the day it lets me just have a little bit of that selfish time, listen to some music, focus in on, on myself, and then I can come back home and I've, I've had that chance to just get some of that negative energy out and, and enjoy my evening and, and get on with the next day. Amazing, mate. What's the best way for the listeners to follow and connect with you? Because you've shared so many amazing things in here that I know people are going to want to jump in and, and follow up in a conversation with you. 
Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned at the beginning of my 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 Twitter. It's at Ryan Prasad twenty three. That's definitely the best way. And another another platform I like to use is LinkedIn as well. So I like to push out a lot of professional content on those two platforms. Awesome. And we'll make sure all the links that you've shared here are in the podcast notes below as well. Ryan, thank you so much for your time today. It's been an absolute pleasure learning with you. Thanks for having me again, and good luck in twenty twenty two. Same to you. Thanks, mate. Next week, join me for episode 79 of the Ignite EdTech podcast when I'm joined by the inspirational Tracy Izzard. Want to win a prize? Enter now at bit.ly slash edtechwin and we'll regularly announce winners of incredible prizes. If you enjoyed today's episode, please follow us and share the podcast with your PLN and colleagues. Please remember to spend a few minutes to rate this podcast too on your podcast channel of choice so we can reach even more educators and edtech enthusiasts globally. Remember, you have the chance to win as well. Check out the links in the description for more and I'll see you again next week. If you liked today's episode, please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss another episode and be in the drawing to win prizes every week. If you know others that would enjoy the show, please hit that share button and brighten their day. Join us again next week for your weekly EdTech hit with at Mr. Kemp NZ. We'll see you again soon.